WOUB News. You're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Liam Niemeyer. And I'm Delaney Phillips. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and the Ohio University communities. For our semester finale, we have a lot of great stories coming your way. We'll dive into how the OU women's water polo team had their first home game in five years and what it means for them. We'll hit the streets in Athens to ask people about upcoming summer plans. We'll look back on our work this semester as my co-host talks with fellow outlet reporters about their big stories of the year. We'll sit down with an OU student who got the chance to work with actor Don Cheadle on an upcoming Miles Davis biopic, Miles Ahead. But first, we'll explore the happenings of International Week in Athens and how a unique mix of cultures are celebrated on and off campus. Those stories and more are coming up on The Outlet. Stay with us. Every year in April, a special week takes place where American students can learn about international students and their cultures. The Outlet's Abby Grise has the story. It's 9 o'clock on a Thursday evening, and there's a group of about 40 people gathered in the seating area outside of West 82 Food Court on the first floor of Baker University Center. But the crowd isn't there to eat. They're there to craft and learn about new cultures. It's International Craft Night, one of the many events part of Ohio University's International Week. International Week is an annual celebration that started in 1979. It now takes place every April. This year, there have been panels, discussions and speakers, an international fashion and talent show, and it was all topped off with the International Street Fair at the end of the week. At the craft night, there's a different craft to make from certain countries, with students there to help provide instruction at each table. There's origami from Japan, symbol tracing from Africa, paper cutting from China, and many more. Each table is full of different supplies. Scissors and thick pieces of red paper, popsicle sticks and string, square pieces of colored and printed paper, cards with different symbols on them. <laughs> Three young women from China are teaching students how to make a folded heart out of paper. Yvonne Yan helps run International Week, and she feels it's important for domestic and international students to get to know each other. We just want to have some interactions with like native students and international students, and we want to like we want people like broadcast can learn the culture all over the world, and like just like open eyes like to see like what is going on, what is like the special things all over the world. And, Trewi Kurnisari is the programming director for the International Student Union, and she co-hosted the International Fashion and Talent Show. It goes both ways uh, for the students and also for Athens community uh, to get to know us, to get to know other culture, basically. And then for us, for students or international students and domestic students, it's a good chance to, uh, to promote our culture and diversity. So it's a good chance for Athens community to to ask anything about our traditions, our culture, something like that. Events like the craft night are the perfect example of what Tree Week is talking about. Traditional students sitting down with international students, learning new things about the world, and maybe even making a new friend while they're at it. For The Outlet, I'm Abby Grise.
With summer just around the corner, many are planning vacations and getaways. Our own Jacob Paul explored Court Street to find out what students have going on for the next four months. It's a sunny and hot Monday afternoon in Athens, with temperatures reaching the upper 80s for the first time this year. For many of the Ohio University students milling about campus and heading to their last Monday classes of the year, the hot temperature is just another reminder that summer is quickly approaching. OU's College Green is littered with small groups of students sunbathing and relaxing in hammocks, enjoying the warm weather. With the spring semester quickly coming to a close and the thoughts of summer on many people's minds, I decided to ask people about their plans for the summer. Many people will be working this summer, like sophomore integrated media student Mike Warning, who plans on working to pay for school and collaborating on multimedia projects with other students. Uh, over the summer, I plan mostly to be working uh, and probably do 50, 60 hours a week and so I can afford to pay for school next year. Uh, but then also, since I'm going to be in Athens, I'm hoping I'll be able to hang out with the people that are in my same major so we can all work together to try and just create something basically like working on our film, our music, our media in general, just trying to enhance our craft because, I mean, that's, that's what I feel being in Athens is about and just kind of enhancing your craft and so I'm really excited to be here in Athens for the summer. With no clouds to block the sun rays and very little wind, it's easy to get overheated and many people are inside cooling off. I stopped in Vape Lab on West State Street to enjoy their air conditioning and talked with the manager of the store, Stephen Lewis, about his plans for the summer. I'm working at Vape Lab at the shop and uh, just vaping down with the friends, hanging out. Might go on some hiking trips, maybe go camping a little bit. Just kind of get out of town a little bit. Um, don't I live in Athens, but don't really like it here too much. I like to get out and about a little bit. So it's nice in the summertime to have time off to be able to do that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the plan. Uh, maybe a couple music festivals, you know, just go out and hang out. Um, see my family. Uh, that's about it, really. Working here for the most part, that's going to take up most of my time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just vaping, chilling out, hanging out with friends, meeting people, and uh, going to music festivals, really. Cool. Later on, I went to the Media Sound Recording Studio in Ohio University's Radio Television Center, where Mike was recording a couple of local artists. You want to do that again? Okay, I get you my camera, you're on the saxophone, plus my overhead. All right, you ready? Yep. Let's roll. After the recording session, I got a chance to speak with them about their plans for the summer. Local artist Dean Johnson, an OU senior studying marketing, plans on working at his internship and taking summer classes. I'm doing an internship remotely through this artist management company for the first half of summer. That's going to be pretty much full time. So that would be a nine to five remote internship. And the second half of summer, I'm going to continue the internship when I'm not going to class, but I'll be taking two classes here, one online and one that's actually on campus. But for the most part, I'm going to be doing that internship uh, at, yeah, online, remotely. Cool. Yeah. yeah Thank thanks, you. man. No problem. Another local artist, Sean Raymore, is new to the Athens community and plans on saving money and traveling this summer. Summertime, I plan on saving money. <laughs> saving a lot of money and, like, uh, strategizing my, my transactions because I know I'm going to still spend money. But just, like, save, strategize my transactions. Uh, I want to travel a few places. I want to go to Brooklyn, you know, just to enjoy a fest, <laughs> you know, just to get out, maybe, you know, shop a bit, you know, just to live and just breathe and then come back and just continue saving so I can invest in uh, 
invest in something better for myself in the near future. For The Outlet, I'm Jacob Paul. A lot of interesting stories have come and go on The Outlet, but we wanted to get a sense of what big things stood out for our, our reporters. My co-host Delaney sits down with a few of them to talk about the best of The Outlet. As the year comes to a close, we wanted to sit down with the outlet reporters to review some events this year. So here at the table, we, I'd like to introduce Grace Warner. Hi, I'm Abby Grise. And I'm Aaron Duncan. Awesome. So to start it off, I'd like to ask, what was one event this year that really stood out to you? Grace? Um, for me, my favorite story was just the cat's pajamas and the aspect that I could really tell there was something special about Athens, not only campus-wise, but community-wise. Everybody really came together and put the event on, and all the proceeds of the clothing, the leftover donations, went to organizations within Athens, and um, they went to people who are in need of clothing, and it was just really cool to see everybody really come together for something so small. Yeah, my favorite story that I did this year was probably like the two-part series on campus safety. When the news came out about like the alleged man who had like three sexual assaults, it was scary for me like as a female. So to be able to go more in depth with that was a really good experience to make me feel better. And also going on a ride along with a cop was like amazing. Like the woman I interviewed was so cool, Officer Lorenz. So yeah, spending like the night with her really made me feel safer because OUPD is awesome and just showed like how cool this community is. Okay, um, my favorite story was the one that I co-reported um, with Delaney, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Dresses. And I just thought that was a really cool story because I have firsthand experience with prom dress shopping and the stress that it can bring about, but I haven't experienced it from the angle that we took in that story from underprivileged families and girls who maybe couldn't have afforded those dresses without the event and just their whole experience with it and how it varied from ours. We heard a lot of really touching and really heartwarming stories from girls who just really have had their lives changed by an event that most people would probably think was not as significant as it actually was in the lives of these different girls who many of which couldn't have even attended homecoming or prom without the generous donations of the Athens communities. And from each of these different stories, what is one thing each of you have learned from these? I think for me, the biggest thing was just journalism etiquette in general. I know coming in as like a new journalist, it can seem kind of intimidating to go out and interview strangers and write stories, but at the same time, like it's exciting and that's why we do it because of the thrill that we get from it. And just me personally, I know from the first story I did, I was so nervous to do my first interview Mm -hmm. and then to see the progress I've made all the way to the end, like I could go up to a random stranger on the street and ask them five random questions like man on the street and it's just it's really neat to see how you grow as a person as a and as a reporter and I think I'm just a better person for that. And going off reporting what is one story you would like to follow up on that you covered this year? I talked to a a little girl at the International Women's Day Festival her name was Lula and she's four years old and like she was so so cute but like as I was talking to her she came across as a complete girly girl and then when I sat down and started writing my script it was you know trying to I kind of almost had to think about like well 
is she the way she is because that's who she wants to be or is it kind of just like well a lot of four-year-old girls are really girly girls so I would love to talk to her again in a year or maybe even a couple years when she's sort of like come into more of her personality just because I'm curious like is she still super into lip gloss or has she as has her personality kind of changed a little bit like I think that would be interesting to talk about and as you said Grace um, we're trying to focus on as we have throughout the whole year campus and community Um, what is one event or any moment throughout the year that you've really seen campus and community connect together so the International Women's Day Festival that was definitely one where I saw like a lot of community members as well as students attending the event. And then also the story that I am working on now, which will air on this show, is International Week. And I think the main, it is more of a campus-centered event, but the International Street Fair took place on Saturday, and that is definitely more members of the community come out and get to like experience different cultures so that was really cool to see and just following that similar to abby's international um fair story i did the unity walk story which is the same idea it's it brought together campus and community with as far as international students go and just unifying diversity on our campus But I think it also reached out to a more national level because I know I spoke to a lot of people who are not from America even, let alone the Athens community or our campus. And they were just really excited and passionate to see people reaching out to learn more about different communities and different cultures. And I just think events like that are really awesome to bring together not only our campus and our community, but also international students and just the world on a bigger level. It starts at the smaller level and I think Little events like that are what makes a big difference, especially on a college campus, because everyone is so impressionable that it's important to recognize the uniqueness of everyone here. Okay. Thank you guys for sitting down with me today, and we'll be back with a few stories to tie in the rest of the year. It's not every day someone gets to meet an actor, Don Cheadle, but one OU music student did get the chance. My co-host Liam sat down with OU music performance major Julian Howard, who played the role in a biopic about famous trumpet player Miles Davis. So, Julian, tell us a little bit about what the audition process was like. How did you even find out about the audition for, like, Miles Ahead? So it was over a summer um, session of school here at Ohio University. And I remember very well, it was a Tuesday morning. My mother called me and she said, Julian, Guess what? I said, yes, mom, because <laughs> it was eight o'clock in the morning. So I was like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> um, but um, she says, Julian, they're auditioning or they're looking for jazz musicians for a movie here. I said, what's the movie? She said, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. Like, they're <laughs> filming a movie about Miles Davis in Cincinnati. She said, yeah. I was like, OK, like, what are they looking <laughs> for? And she says, they're looking for young black jazz musicians. She said, that is you. I said, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but this was a uh, um, Tuesday. And so the audition was on a Wednesday. So it was the very next day. And um, she said, you need to call off work, get your classes thing figured out. Just get down here. So I figured everything out within a couple hours. And I got down there the next morning, drove two and a half hours. I get there and the audition wow. takes 20 minutes. Just 20 minutes. And 
I call her afterwards and I say, Mom, it only took 20 minutes. I really don't know. She said, how did it go? I said, there were other musicians there, like, you know, graduate level, doctorate level musicians. And um, so two weeks later, I get a call back and they say, we would like to offer you this role in the movie. Um, And it's not only just, you know, it wasn't just the musical side of it. It was also a look to it. I mean, it is film. You know what I mean? We're dealing with the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry. Yeah. Um, so we, they called me and, let, and they let me know that I, I received the part. And I, I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? I didn't know if I had lines. I didn't know if I was going to be in one second of the movie, 10 minutes of the movie, 30 minutes, or or what. I was just ecstatic that I had the opportunity to be a um, part of a product miles ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. that I mean, I I know for sure I'd be ecstatic. That that sounds fantastic. I guess, like, going, going into that, like, did you... How did you even prepare for that? I mean, it's like you're trying to you're you're trying to like fit the role of Wayne mm-hmm. Shorter as a part of like Miles Davis's right, like right. his second great quartet. Right. I mean, <laughs> uh, because most of these people are either like most of these people or even the people that knew these mm-hmm. jazz greats right. are either pretty old or not mm-hmm. living at the moment. So, I mean, so going into it, um, I knew that I would be playing the role as Wayne Shorter. They didn't tell us before or after. They didn't tell us to the day of that they'll actually be using the recordings, um, Miles Davis' actual recordings for the movie. So all of the playing that you hear and everything is actually, you know, Miles Davis. Um, but before that, I was stressing out um, because my experience level at that point in time was not up to par as Wayne Shorter. And it isn't now. But, you know, just having the pressure of, wanting to sound like Wayne Shorter and even just mimic the sound just a little bit of Wayne Shorter, it was stressful. Um, So I started transcribing his solos on the tunes that we had to play. Um, I started transcribing them immediately, so I learned them and everything. Um, But not until we got to set, you know, the day of or the rehearsal the day before is when they told us that they'll actually be using the uh, recordings and after they told me that a big stress off like a wow. relief. <laughs> i was just so relieved you know what i mean oh but in the meantime it was still I, I feel like it was still a good learning experience for me just because you're always going to be put in a position musically where you're not comfortable but lately i've learned that i grow when i'm uncomfortable you know what i mean I guess with this this whole you know entire experience, what was the main thing that you took from being a part of the whole entire filming, being mm-hmm. a part of that? Uh, didn't you meet like a Grammy winning uh, jazz pianist? Yeah, um, uh, Robert Glasper. So uh, we were filming, and I knew that Robert Glasper was um, part of the part of the movie musically, and but I didn't know I would have a chance to work with him. Um, he showed up on set one day. Of course, we're all freaking out, the band members that were playing in the second grade quintet. Um, we were all freaking out. Robert Glass was on set, but we actually got to work with him. And I was only starstruck for maybe, I would say, about 30 minutes because then we started filming and things like that. But just the process of how serious he takes his his job. And it's not that how serious he takes it in a, you need to do this and you need to do it right, but but because he loves it. And just... Seeing how he approaches um, music changed my approach to music just because he really does go in every time and plays like it's his last time playing. And we we say that to each other (laughs) here at the music school, plays like it's your last time playing. But no, he really plays like it's his last. 
he's making love to his instrument. And I feel like you only get to that point where you can do that is when you're pretty much in a different space. You know what I mean? Just a different, you're just not on earth mentally. You're just not there. Spiritually, you're not there. And being able to just see him do that and see Don Cheadle be so sentimental about his product, which was the movie. Just he wanted to get everything right. But he did have a time limit as far as filming wise. Um, I think he filmed it within like 40 days or something like that, which is ridiculous for someone to film a movie that quick. And he was the director. Yes, he was the director, the producer and the actor. So seeing him stay in character while he was act. Well, of course, while he was acting. But once the scene would be say cut, he would be the producer and the director and seeing what he wanted to do differently. But he would still do it as Miles Davis. So it says it's as if Miles Davis is directing the movie. Just seeing that and experiencing that, it it just blew my mind. So now every time I play, I try to at least give half of what Robert Glasper gives when he plays, you know. Join, thanks for being on the show. And we'll be back on the outlet with more stories and features covering the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks. The Ohio Women's Club water polo team has always traveled to other universities to compete in championships, but this year, the other teams get to come to their home pool. The outlet's Grace Warren takes you inside their tournament last weekend. The crowd sits above the pool, watching the players swim from one end to the other. In the final quarter, the Ohio Club water polo team throws the ball and scores a point as it splashes into the net of the goal. This is the first time in five years that the club water polo team has held a tournament on campus. Peter Lord has coached the team for four years now, and talking about the upcoming tournament at practice with him, he said, The season's uh, it's been a little... Um bumpy here and there, um, but we've only been improving and uh, I'm really happy with the way these girls have been playing and uh, the effort they put in. Um, so we're really hoping for a uh, good tournament this weekend. Practice three times a week isn't the only preparation the team has been working on, though. They've been fundraising all year. Anna Winstead, president of the water polo team, said that they finally have enough funding to host the tournament. It has been very stressful on me and the executive board because it is very expensive to rent the pool here for a whole weekend. We had to pay for all of it. Luckily we did get funding from the university so that took away a lot of the stress. So we don't have to worry about that but a lot of equipment stuff has come up. The goals aren't in very good shape so we had to repair those. Luckily we did know someone that could weld them for us so that was a big relief also. There's a lot of planning that goes into we're selling t-shirts, concessions and all sorts of planning. Talking with some of the parents, they are all very thankful for the tournament being held on their own campus. Sally Nolan, an OU water polo mom, said, I've gone to um, Pittsburgh and um, last year State College, so it's much nicer just driving two hours than driving five, six hours. Normally, the club team will travel to Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Westchester University throughout their season. The team unfortunately did not place in championships, but Olivia Sumner, a water polo team member, has high hopes for next year's season. I think that we did as good as we could, especially on the last game. The first two games we didn't play to what we should have, and I think it was because uh, 
the upperclassmen really didn't put as much weight on us to try to win those games as they should have, but I think that we really played as a team in the last game. They also plan to hopefully continue to host the tournament in the future. For The Outlet, I'm Grace Warner. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is produced and hosted each week by me, Lee Nimar, and my co-host, Delaney Phillips. We're edited by Tish Baidia, Susan Tibben, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant. Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to The Outlet on iTunes, SoundCloud, or find us online at woub.org. You can also find us on Twitter with the handle at outlet underscore WOUB. We'll be back in the fall semester with more stories from the Athens and the Ohio University communities. From all of our staff, have a great summer, and thanks for listening.